welcome everybody to The Daily Brew, the devotional, where every day we try a new brew and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. It's cheesy, but it's true. And today I'm excited because we are continuing on our Bible devotional for the year, cover to cover, 365 days. We are on day five, and today's readings are Psalm 4, uh, verse 1 to 8, Matthew 4, verse 23 to chapter 5, verse 20, and Genesis chapter 9, uh, verse 18 to 11, 9. I need to write that better on here. Uh, I'm excited. If you're joining us on YouTube, welcome. Great to have you here today. Feel free to subscribe to the channel. It would help us out a lot. Get the devotional out far and wide. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, welcome. Great to have you here as well. Before we get into the scripture and today's devotional, let's talk brews. I am an avid, avid coffee lover, but an amateur at-home barista. I'm using an espresso machine to make our coffee for today. And... Today I'm excited because I loved the last one from Lafare, uh, and I'm excited today because we have a new Lafare roast. It is their summer limited edition. By the way, 50 cents of my purchase went to the Surf Life Saving New Zealand, which I think is a great uh, touch. Now, uh, I loved this one when it was the Primo, the other Lafare. Uh, I'm excited today. There's actually not much in terms of notes or in terms of uh, explaining what it is. But this is what is on their website. It's fruity and lively with a taste with taste notes of berries, melon, and cream. My word. That is everything I love about summer in a coffee roast. So today, uh, it's designed to be done in a cold brew. Uh, it's a bit, a bit risky for me. So what I've done is I've brewed it here in my cup, and it's hot, and I'm ready to go. All right, here we go. Let's taste this one today. What we're looking for is... Fruity and lively with a taste of taste notes of berries, melon, and cream. Here we go. Oh my word. Oh my word. That is so good. That's actually that's actually amazing. How do they do that? How do they get it so good? Wow. Wow, that's amazing. Lafare, you are top of the pops for me. This is a great, great roast. Uh, that's very it's very fruity you taste the berries you taste the melon you taste the cream my word that is good that's a good brew I've nailed that as always same ratios as before on my espresso Whew! that's lovely all right let's get started that's enough of the brew let's get started into the bible and get into our reading for today everyone loves good things how good are good things? In fact, you could say that good things make life good. Whether it's new tech, good food, memories with good friends, the good things in life are so, well, good, aren't they? They're good. Uh, the best things, uh, the best good things, sorry, come internally. Like if I was to ask you to write a list of good things in your life, you probably, your list, similar to mine just then, is probably going to be a bunch of external things, right? But in life, the best good things are often internal. The challenge for us as humans is we're so stimulated and we're so reliant on the things that are external for us. Often we get caught in the trap of relying on getting all the goods from our external life. Psalms today asks us this question, how long will you love delusions and seek false gods? See, often in life we long for the things that we love. 
when we love things long enough, they can become false gods that we worship. And I'm not talking about bowing down and worshiping TV, technology, whatever it is. I'm, I'm talking about relying on those things for satisfaction and wholeness instead of God. Running to those things for satisfaction and wholeness instead of God first. And the truth is, when we lock into the internal goods, true joy and peace through relationship with God, that goodness, that truly satisfies. Like it doesn't run out. Like, again, the things of the world, it can provide temporary satisfaction, but long-lasting satisfaction, long-lasting goodness, man, it's the internal stuff of life. That's what satisfies. David says this, you have filled me, you have, sorry, you have filled my heart with greater joy. I love that. I love that. It's the internal parts of our life that are filled with greater joy. When our life is filled with, with God, when we have genuine relationship with God, true joy comes through that genuine relationship with God. In our readings in Matthew, they touch on this as well. In the Beatitudes that we're reading, uh, we learn about the attitudes that we should have and the way we should be as Christians, the way we should be as Christians and the attitudes we should have if we're following Jesus. A quick rundown of those. Um, the Beatitudes in Matthew talk about how we should be spiritually desperate and dependent on God. That's verse 3. That we should be in touch with how we're feeling in verse 4. We should be content with how we uh, with who we are. That's verse 5. We should be hungry for God. Verse 6. We should be willing to receive forgiveness and be merciful. Verse 7. We should be completely sincere. That's verse 8. We should be peaceful. That's verse 9. We should be willing to receive nothing except persecution from the world. That's verse 10. How encouraging. <laughs> See, it's in the Beatitudes that we learn the standard for Christian living. We learn the attitudes we should have and the way we should be through following Jesus. And you read these things that Jesus is laying out and you're like, holy moly, the standard is incredibly high. And it is. That's why we're placed on a hilltop to shine. That's how Jesus puts it, that we're, we're a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. But to do that, we can't have low standards. We have to have high standards for Christian living. The Beatitudes are what shows us how we should be and the attitudes that we have. And when we live this way, we grow in relationship with God and we have access greater access to all the goods. The reason God gives us all the goods is because of his love towards us. God's, God loves us beyond what we deserve. And even when we're in disunity with God, when we're living in sin, love covers us through grace. Love always covers and it always protects. Love always covers and it always protects. protects. Just like uh, we actually see this in our story in, our, in the Old Testament. We see Noah's sons, Shem and Japheth, they cover their father's nakedness and they protect him. Noah, he acts out in sin. He gets drunk in the tent. Some uh, scholars reckon it's because of the trauma that he experienced through the ark. And he acts out. He gets drunk. He gets naked, lies in the tent. But his two sons come in and they cover him out of love for their father. They cover him and they protect him. They didn't expose him. They covered him. And when we love God in return in this way, it helps us walk in step with him. The Tower of Babel is a point in human history where we are split up and broken into different tongues and cultures, not as a reward, but as a punishment for our disunity and our pride. See, it, 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 this, is, this is not all the goods. It, they, 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 they get broken up. They get disunified because of their pride. But on the day of Pentecost, and I love this, God is a God of reconciliation. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, on the day of Pentecost, we were able to truly be united again. 
In Acts 2.8, it tells us that each one of us, this is, what, this is the testimony of uh, people that were there, each one of us hears them in our native language. I mean, that's amazing. That's incredible. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we're able to unify again and be one together. God allows us to be united with people and Him through love and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Because it's through that love and unity, we have access to all the good things God has for us. Verse of the day, 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 day. Genesis 11.4, that's our verse of the day. This is what it says. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered around the whole, the face of the whole earth. Here's the thought. Are we living our lives to build a name for ourselves or for God? See, see these guys here in, in Genesis, when they built the tower, it wasn't about honoring the Lord. It wasn't about making him famous. It was about themselves. They said it twice. Come, let us build ourselves a city. Let's make a name for ourselves. Twice, these guys put themselves first. I want to encourage us. Let's make sure everything that we do every day, let's make sure it's all to build his glory, his name, his fame, so that we don't end up scattered and disunited with God and what he is doing. Well, that is it today. Man, the Daily Brew, all the goods, so good. Day five of 365. We've done it. 360 days to go. Thanks for joining me today on this devotional. If you're listening on Apple uh, Podcasts or Spotify, I hope you enjoyed today. Feel free to like this podcast and give it a follow. If you are on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. It'll help us pump this content out further with the algorithms and stuff. Uh, If you liked this devotional, please like it. And I'm praying for you. I'm praying that today as you read the scriptures, that God speaks to you. I'd love to hear what God is saying. Please chuck it in the comments. If you're a barista, help a brother out, man. I'm out here just trying to make it good. Although this brew today, I did nail. This is a very lovely, lovely, lovely brew. Lovely bean. Uh, So you can uh, can check that out in supermarkets. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to wrap it up. I'm trying to wrap this thing up. Thanks so much for joining me today. I will see you tomorrow for day six uh, on the Daily Brew. Like, subscribe, follow, share, and we'll see you very soon. Bye.